Welcome to That Smart Hustle, a podcast dedicated to the importance of creating your truth, realizing your own self-worth, loving who you are and the journey you're on, all while planning for the future, but still being present in the now. I'm your host, Kristen Martin. You may know me from my YouTube channel, where I post writing advice videos and day-in-the-life vlogs, or perhaps you've delved into my fictitious worlds by reading one of my young adult books, or maybe we're meeting for the first time. If the latter is the case, then hello and welcome. There's plenty of space here for everyone from all walks of life, whether you're lost and can't seem to find your way, or you think you're on the right path, or you're just starting out and have no idea where to begin. It's all about empowering yourself to be the kind of person you want to be and to pursue the lifestyle you want to live. So let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to That Smart Hustle podcast and welcome to episode 62. So it's funny because when I originally launched this podcast, I really just wanted it to be a platform for me to talk about the things I was going through, the thoughts I was having, the feelings I was having. And a lot of it when I first, you know, when I first launched this podcast was a little bit more focused on, I guess, just business. And, you know, when I was working my full-time job and it's been so interesting to see how the content has shifted a little bit because, you know, we'll still talk about, about business and things like that. But I found that more of what I talk about on this podcast has to do with more of the spiritual realm and really about your mindset and your thoughts and how that creates your reality. This podcast has truly allowed me to go so much deeper into my own subconscious, into my own emotions and feelings, into the, you know, the types of thoughts that I think in my mindset. And that has been a really crucial and critical part of my spiritual journey, my awakening, and just this transformation that I have been through over the past couple of years. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank you if you've been listening, you know, from the, you know, from the very beginning or since I launched this podcast. Thank you so much for just kind of going with it (laughs) and listening to, you know, some of the episodes, even though maybe it wasn't as business oriented or maybe it felt a little woo woo or kind of spiritual at the time. I just really appreciate you taking the time to listen to these episodes. It really means a lot. And I find that when I am sharing what I'm going through and sharing my feelings and yeah, just putting it out there, there's this sense of connection that comes with that because I have so many of you that will reach out to me and say, oh my gosh, that really resonated with me. I'm going through the same thing. You helped me see this in a new light. My, you know, my perception is completely different now or it's completely shifted. And that's really what I feel like I'm here to do is I'm here to share my experiences and my journey to help awaken others in some way or to just allow them to see things differently that the way that we've been doing things our entire lives or how we think things are supposed to be is actually not the case. It's not true. And to be able to see, be willing and able to see things differently. So what we're going to talk about today, as you can probably tell from the title of this podcast, it is going to be a little bit more on the spiritual side of things. So we're going to be exploring the spiritual realm a little bit more. This is this particular episode is one that I was somewhat hesitant to make and I had to do a lot of digging as to why that was. A lot of it does have to do with fear of acceptance and judgment especially from, you know, people who are really close to me. So, it's something I've had to kind of work through and, you know, come to the realization that 
I do these things because it is what feels good for me. I have seen I have seen results. I have seen miracles happen because of the things that I'm about to about to share with you and the things that I'm about to talk about. In my choosing not to share it, I feel as though I'm doing the world a disservice. So if you are someone who has maybe raised a certain religion or maybe you're not, maybe you're, you know, an atheist and you don't believe in anything, all I ask of you in listening to this particular episode is to just keep an open mind and to understand that I'm not saying one thing is right over another or that this is what you should be doing. There's no should here. This is just me expressing my experiences and the things that I have done where I've seen miracles and shifts and crazy things happen in my own life. Okay, so just wanted to preface this episode (laughs) with that. So the title of today's podcast episode is How to Listen to Divine Guidance. More often than we realize, guidance is all around us. It's all around us. It's in the decisions we make. It's in the numbers that we see on the clock. It's in the really beautiful butterfly that flies by you or, you know, the bird that like darts across your car. There's so many different signs out there. And I found that in order to channel this guidance and to be aware of it and actually understand what it means, that takes a lot of understanding of your own feelings and your own situations. I talk about this a lot. It's it's a lot about being self-aware because when you're not self-aware, there's going to be all these signs and things flying at you all the time. But if you don't realize what it is you're thinking and what it is you actually want and what it is you're asking the universe for then these signs can get muddled and you can start to make decisions that aren't truly aligned with your life's path. And that's when we tend to find ourselves in those situations where we're like, oh my gosh, everything's going wrong. Why is this happening? And then we start to ask for for the guidance, for the signs, you know, as to what to do next when really that guidance and those signs have been there all along. You just weren't aware of the fact that they were there. And this is no fault of our own. I it's something I struggled with for many, many years. I would think, you know, why why are certain things happening to me? And I'd always say, why is it happening to me? To me, to me. And you have to reframe this as to why are these things happening for me? I am a huge believer in that everything happens for a reason. So things do not happen to you, they happen for you. Because in everything that happens, there is always something to be learned in order for you to up-level and to kind of take that next step and continue onward on your journey. So I am not a scientist by any means, but in the books I've read and the research I have done, we as human beings and everything around us is made up of very small particles made up of atoms. And all of these atoms are vibrating at a certain frequency. And that is why, you know, the chair you're sitting in is the chair you're sitting in. Those atoms and those particles are vibrating at a certain frequency so that we perceive it to be a chair. We perceive it as something solid that we can actually sit on and that will hold us. When you start to think about life and everything around you like that, including yourself, that you are just energy, that everything around you is energy, then it becomes easier to put the universal law of attraction into play. So if everything around us is energy and everything around us is vibrating at a certain frequency, then it would make sense that our feelings, like how we actually feel inside is also energy. And I think we tend to really discredit 
our feelings and how powerful they actually are in getting what it is we want out of life. Your mindset and your thoughts are very, very powerful, but when you attach a feeling to those specific thoughts that you're thinking, oh man, that is when manifestation, that is when things really pick up and things start to happen. Feelings are so, so powerful. So with the law of attraction, if like attracts like, then it would make sense that in order to get the things that you want, you have to be vibrating at that high frequency. And a high frequency is having those those feelings of feeling good, of feeling worthy, of feeling confident, of going through your day feeling joyous and happy and smiling. No one can tell you what feeling, like when I say feeling good, you know what that feels like for you. I'm sure you immediately go back to a time or a situation or a feeling that you got that made you feel that way, where you felt lighter, you felt good, you felt happy, you were laughing, you were smiling. I'm sure you were able to register something like that in your mind and what that feels like for you. So the number one thing I have learned when it comes to listening to divine guidance is that you cannot get what you don't ask for. I'm going to say that one more time. You cannot get what you don't ask for. So if everything around us is energy and we attract, you know, we attract, we bring in what we put out, then it would make sense that we also need to put out there what it is we want. We need to say it out loud to the universe. We need to write it down. We need to put the energy. If it stays inside of us, nothing's going to happen. You have to put it out there and you have to ask for what you want. That is an energy that is being put out into the world. And when you can attach a certain feeling of excitement, of joy, of true core desire to that thing that you want to that energy you've put out in the world, you're going to be able to manifest it a lot faster. And that divine guidance and those signs are going to show up in ways that you won't even believe. So today I want to share three, I guess you could call them tools that I use in order to really listen to that divine guidance and to take action to manifest the things that I want faster. But first and foremost, we must understand that everything is grounded in our feelings and how we feel. If you do not understand your feelings, like if you don't know what your intuition feels like, if you don't know what fear feels like, if you can't understand that, because it's going to be different for everybody, if you can't understand what that feeling is that you get in your body, it's going to make, you know, making certain decisions and doing certain things a lot more difficult. It's going to make listening, trying to listen to that guidance a lot more difficult because you may receive a sign, but if you don't understand the feeling that you're feeling when you get the sign, you're not going to know what to do with it. Does that make sense? So it's taken me quite a while, like I would say a couple of years to really understand what my intuition feels like and also what my, what fear or anything related to fear, what that feels like. So to give you an example, and again, this may not be how it feels for you. This is how it feels for me, but I'm going to share this in case maybe you have had a similar feeling and you might think, okay, actually, yeah, I feel that a lot when I'm excited or happy or I, you know, I'm joyous. Then you might be able to start somewhere because it is very hard to start understanding your feelings if you've never actually been self-aware and tried to do this practice before. So the number one feeling that will pop up If I am afraid of something or if if something's just not right or it's more of a fear-based decision or a fear-based thought is I used to think it was getting butterflies in my stomach and that's actually not the case. That's For me, butterflies in my stomach are just nerves. The feeling I get when there is fear behind a certain decision or maybe it's something that 
It's just not the right timing. I feel my chest constricting. Like it feels like my chest closes in, not that it necessarily gets hard to breathe, but I feel a tightness in my chest. So I have learned to recognize when I get that, that tightness in my chest, that whatever that sign is or whatever it is I'm doing or thinking about that, there's probably something more I need to uncover there before going through with it. On the flip side, if something is the right choice and it's the right time and it's what I'm supposed to be doing and it's aligned with my path, it's also another feeling in my chest, but it's not tightness. It is a feeling of fireflies in my chest. And I'm not talking about feeling their wings fluttering around. If you can imagine millions of fireflies in your chest and the light that is that is being emitted from those fireflies, that's what I feel. I don't feel the wings fluttering. I feel the light. It just feels like expansion. It feels like there is light within my chest and I feel lighter. You know, when you sit up tall and you, you know, you take a deep breath in and you exhale and you sit up really tall. It's like that feeling of expansion and a bunch of, you know, little fireflies in my chest and that light expanding outward and upward. Now there are other sub feelings that I get when it comes to fear and intuition, but in being very self-aware of how I feel in certain situations and some of the decisions I've made and being able to reflect on those decisions and what actually happened, you know, whether or not the timing was right and whether it was the right direction to go at the time. Those two feelings, those are my core feelings when it comes to fear and intuition. So in recognizing those feelings, you're going to be better able to listen to that divine guidance because the minute my chest constricts or I feel that tightness, I think, okay, something's not right here. I need to do a little more digging before moving forward. But if I have the fireflies and the light being emitted and that feeling of expansion in my chest, then I know it is time to take that next step and to move forward. Okay, so listening to divine guidance is really rooted in your feelings. But there are some other tools that I use when I'm asking for a sign or when I just when I'm asking for guidance specifically. And those three tools that I use on a very regular basis are numerology, tarot readings, and crystal healing, also, you know, aligned with meditation. There is a book I'm going to recommend you pick up if this is something that's really interesting to you and you want to learn more about it. This is how I kind of started my whole journey. I bought this book, I believe about, I think it was almost two years ago now. It's called The Soul Searcher's Handbook. It's the modern girl's guide to the new age world. And it's by Emma Milden. I will link it in the show notes for you. So make sure you check that out if you are interested. So let's start with numerology. Numbers are such a crazy thing when you start to recognize how often you see certain numbers. I've talked about angel numbers in the past and how my alarm clock sometimes just goes off at really random times. And I find it's because I'm struggling with something or I need guidance in a certain area. And, you know, I don't use my actual physical alarm clock in my bedroom. I just use my cell phone. So when that alarm clock goes off, I've started to to correlate that with an angel number as a sign from the universe, something that I need to look into and discover a little bit more. So in the Soul Searcher's Handbook, there is an entire chapter, actually there's multiple chapters dedicated to numerology and what it means when you see you know, the same numbers over and over again or a certain series of numbers in a row because all of these numbers 
have different meanings behind them. And if you can look at it that way and realize that it's an energy that's, it's trying to get your attention. If you're just noticing that you catch the clock at 1111 or you catch it at 111 or 333 or 711, if you're constantly catching the clock at certain times, there's a reason for that. There's a reason behind everything. So if you can realize that that is a message from your guides, it's, it's that divine guidance that's trying to to show you something or to lead you, you know, down a certain path or to take a certain action, then listening to that becomes a lot more clear. So real quick, I'm just going to go through some of these numbers, like especially if you're looking at the clock and what they mean. So if you catch a lot of ones in a row, and this could even be when you're driving and you see a license plate with a lot of ones, you know, in the license plate. So if you see 111 or 1111, that is known as the wishing hour. It's the time when your guides want you to focus on what you want rather than what's in your way. So when you see repeating ones in a series, that often means that you are manifesting something quickly. And it also is a reminder to be careful what you wish for. So if you suddenly look at the clock at 11.11 or 1.11 and you're thinking about something that's in your way or an obstacle or you're vibing at that low energy, that's a reminder like, hey, shift your mindset. Stop focusing on the stuff you don't want because if you're focusing on that, that's what you're going to attract. Focus on the things that you do want, the things you want to manifest into your life. If you catch the clock at 2.22 or you see a lot of twos in a row, that means that you are worrying over very small superficial things. You're worrying over spilled milk. So this is a sign that you need to see that the things you are worrying about are in perfect order. So you need to let go of any stress or doubts and just trust the process. So when you see a lot of twos, that means you need to trust that the process is unfolding exactly as it's supposed to. When you see a lot of threes or series of threes, that symbolizes all of your guides surrounding you. They want to reassure you that you are not alone and that they are by your side protecting and walking next to you. If you see a lot of fours, this is more of an earth angel <laughs> type sign because earth angels are prone to spotting fours. And so that is the angel's number letting you know that they are actually walking with you or they're reminding you that you are an earth angel yourself. If you see a lot of fives, that symbolizes a change or a shift in your energy that can bring new opportunity and growth. So when you see a lot of fives, it's a signal to be open and aware of these shifts so that you don't miss out on those opportunities that are unfolding before you. If you're really interested in numerology and what these different numbers mean, then again, I highly recommend buying the Soul Searcher's Handbook by Emma Milden. So I definitely use numerology to listen to divine guidance and to ask for divine guidance. I also do tarot readings. And I know there are so many people out there who have really different views on tarot readings. Like I remember one time I talked about it and someone left a comment that was like, oh, be careful when you do that. And I'm like, it like if you think that, of course you're going to be weary of it and you're not going to want to try it and you're probably going to attract bad things to you because you think something bad is going to come out of it. When you think about certain tools and resources that are out there for you to use, they're not good or bad. They are neither good or bad. They are just a tool that you can use to help you on your journey and to help you discover things about yourself. And that's how I view tarot. When I sit down and do a tarot reading, I don't sit there and think, okay, I pulled these five cards and this is exactly how my life is going to play out. No, the questions that I'm asking have to do with more of an energy, like what energy should I be focused on this week? Or I'm about to start this, this project, you know, what do I need to be focused on? What should I be aware of? What things might pop up for me while I'm working on this? So it's ask, it's a way to ask for guidance. And again, if you believe that everything happens for a reason, there's a reason why you pull 
the cards that you do. But I don't think it's a, you know, strong and fast, like that's how my life's going to turn out. That's not, that's not how I use tarot. If that's how you think of tarot, then most likely that's how it's going to play out for you. But again, I just use it as a tool to guide me in whatever way, or if I'm struggling with something, you know, I'll use my tarot cards. So the card deck that I use is the Wild Unknown card deck by Kim Kranz. You can find it on Amazon. I think Urban Outfitters carries it. But really, you have to find a deck of cards that speaks to you, one where the, you know, the book and all the sayings and everything that each card means that needs to speak to you. The artwork and the pictures on the card should speak to you. So it should feel very aligned when you when you pick up your tarot cards. There are so many different spreads and layouts and different types of questions and things you can focus on when you're doing your tarot readings. And honestly, that could be an entirely, like an entire <laughs> podcast episode in itself. So if, that, if that's something you're interested in and what, what types of spreads and layouts and what types of readings that I do for myself, then I would be more than happy to make an episode on that. But again, for the sake of time for this particular episode, I just wanted to mention that tarot readings that's something that I've gotten into. And also in the Soul Searcher's Handbook, that's something she goes over as well briefly. So if you want an introduction to tarot readings, this book is wonderful for that. Okay, and the third tool that I use when it comes to listening to divine guidance is I'll use crystals to heal along with my meditations. So I know crystals, when people hear about crystals and stuff, they think, oh my gosh, that's so woo-woo, that's so out there. But as someone who is an earth sign, because yes, I am very into astrology as well. I see I see the craziest things happen when Mercury is in retrograde and you know communication technology is going whack. Like Mercury is in retrograde and Instagram and Facebook and all these social media sites have been down for an entire day. So it's just funny how when you become, again, it's that self-awareness, it's the awareness of the world around you. When you become aware of these things, you start to realize really that we are all star children and, you know, we're floating on a giant ball of fire in the middle of space. And if you can just keep that in mind, I promise you that divine guidance and just life in general is going to become easier and it's just going to flow and your worries and your problems and the stress is not going to seem so huge. In using crystals, it's kind of the same thing with the tarot deck. You just have to find the ones that feel really good. You can go to a crystal shop and like when you hold one, I always try to see what type of feeling I have. You'll notice that everything goes back to feeling. So if I get that firefly feeling or I feel really happy when I hold something or I feel a shift in my energy when I'm holding a crystal, that's probably one I'm going to purchase and you know, add to my inventory. So you can buy, you know, tumbled crystals. You can buy them as jewelry, like as a necklace or as a ring. Some of my favorite, favorite crystals, the first one hands down is the moonstone. I've always felt very, very connected with the moon. Um, and they say that it's the stone for fortune telling and connecting to your intuition. So I actually have a ring that, you know, has a moonstone in it. And that's something that I wear every single day. Citrine is another crystal that I really connect with because it's more focused on, on wealth and abundance, but also protecting you and blocking you from any sort of negativity and helping with self-confidence and self-esteem. So as an influencer and someone who puts myself out there, like I actually am sitting here recording this podcast, holding my citrine crystal because I want to just be completely honest and be confident in what I'm talking about and have that self-esteem and just block any negativity that might come into my mind as I am sharing this information with you. And then the last one I'll talk about is the amethyst crystal. It's honestly just like for me, 
the one that I can pick up for anything. If I'm feeling anything, if I'm wanting to manifest something, if I'm having a hard time sleeping, I'll sleep with it underneath my pillow. If I need to focus, I find that my mind is scattered or if I need to heal some kind of emotional wound, I just feel like an amethyst for me, it's kind of like, it does everything for me. It does everything I need. So I really could probably just have that one crystal. And I would say if you want to start with crystals and healing with crystals that an amethyst, whether you get that as a tumbled amethyst stone or you wear it as some kind of jewelry, that's a great one to start with and see see if it feels good for you. See if you connect with it and if it brings a different kind of energy or a shift into your life. So I used to meditate without crystals and I would sit there and close my eyes and I would visualize certain things and kind of clear different blocks and just, you know, observe, be the gentle observer of my thoughts and let them pass with the crystals and being aligned with the chakras and focusing on specific chakras, which again, that's something else that I can go into later on in a different podcast episode. That's really made my meditation so much more powerful. And it's why I truly believe I've been able to manifest things so quickly because I In that time when I'm in that meditative state and I have those crystals, I am completely aligned and in tune, just fully connected with the universe and with that divine guidance. So it makes it so much easier for me to listen to that divine guidance when I am in that meditative state. And honestly, for me, I just feel like the crystals help facilitate that communication. It helps put out there, again, another energy that I'm trying to put out into the universe in order to get back what it is I desire. Okay, I feel like I could talk for hours and hours about this stuff, but I hope this was a good introduction as to how I listen to divine guidance and sort of what my process is. Like I just said, I could talk for hours and hours about all of these different things because it's something I've really gotten into. If you enjoyed this episode, it would really help me out if you would leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Again, make sure to check out the show notes for my personal development book, Be Your Own Hashtag Goals, as well as the link to the Soul Searcher's Handbook by Emma Milden. I hope you guys have an amazing day and I will chat with you in the next one. Cheers. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything. For more beyond this podcast, including information on my YouTube channel and webinars, visit me at thatsmarthustle.com. And for daily inspiration and writing advice, come hang out with me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. I'll talk with you all again very soon. Cheers.